Welcome to the People and Performance Podcast, featuring guest experts from such global brands as NASA, Salesforce, the Milwaukee Bucks, Staples Professional, IBM, Mutual of America, Zero, and Simon Sinek Inc. The show offers expert insights into the strategic capabilities and behaviors needed to grow and sustain employee performance. Hey listeners, this is Chris Bjorling, podcast co-host and president at Fidelo Inc. Following a short break, Bill and I are back for more seasons of the People and Performance podcast. Thanks, Chris. And hi, listeners. This is Bill Bannum, co-host of the People and Performance pod, along with Chris. I'm also the editor over at the HR Gazette. Uh, I'm excited to be back with Chris for season nine of the pod. And this season focuses on all things L&D related. And we're lucky to have some pretty awesome new guests joining us on the show. In episode one, we're sharing exclusive snippets from some of those upcoming episodes as we play answers to one of the two questions that we ask of all of our guests. And that question is, from a culture and people processes perspective, what does a high performing company mean to you? We also have some bonus answers from none other than Dave Ulrich, John Ingham, and Josh Burson. So the order of the sound bites that you're about to hear are Dave Ulrich, followed by Rita Sucret, John Ingham, Andrew Flowers, Kim Tabak, and then Josh Burson. We hope you enjoy this special episode, and if you do, please support the pod by liking, commenting, and hitting subscribe. For the people and performance uh, podcast, it's very simple. I love to ask people, and I'm doing a, a session later today, what's the biggest challenge in your job that will make you high-performing? Onboarding people, managing culture, building leadership. And my comment is, you're half there. What's the other half? So that, so that so that a customer succeeds. If we onboard people who are not gonna build value for a customer, we're not onboarding the right people. If we build a culture that does not reflect what our customer wants and needs, our values don't create value. If we do leadership training that is not consistent with promises of the customer, our leaders are not part of our brand. Our focus is the key to a successful workplace is that you succeed in the marketplace. If we don't succeed in the marketplace, there is no workplace. And so a high-performing organization has got to connect what they do inside in the workplace with outside in the marketplace. And I don't really care where you start. Early in my career, I started inside out. I wrote books, competing from the inside out. Now I go outside in, winning in the outside in. In some ways, it doesn't matter, but we've got to connect what we do inside with the value created outside. For me... Uh, High-performing companies, one that's efficient, really. Uh, I saw recently on LinkedIn a quote, it goes something like this, when you promote the wrong people, the best people start to leave. I don't know if you saw that, but I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. And I want a company to operate with excellence. I want to know that they can adapt to new challenges because we don't know when the next disruption will be, but we better be prepared because we saw from the pandemic how ill-prepared many of us were. Um, Lastly, I'd like to think that the company is performing at their highest level because, and I don't say this cheekily, but because we do in Canada, my team does, we perform at our highest every day all the time. And success has to come from both employee and employer 
the two are equal in this equation if we're going to make it work. A high-performing company is a company that performs from a cultural and people perspective. I mean, I guess how how does how do we make that happen? And I think that is about understanding the business, which everyone talks about. Uh, but I think the thing which we sometimes forget about or pay less attention to is understanding people and the way that people can learn and make themselves motivated and be organized effectively and all of those sort of things. Uh, the most complex questions for me about any business are people questions. You know, HR practitioners need to have insight about people and how they work and think and act and so on. Um, and armed with all of that, we need to approach a particular business from a unique perspective. You know, I, I, I think we rely on best practices far too much. Uh, we do much better by understanding a particular business, its, its problems, its opportunities uh, in thinking about the uh, the capabilities, the outcomes in the people in the organization that we're trying to create that will enable the business to succeed, uh, that both support, but also inform the business. You know, strategic HR shouldn't just be about supporting the business to do what the business wants to do. Strategic HR should be about offering new opportunities to enabling the business to perform even more effectively. Uh, and, then, uh, and, and then developing best fit, innovative, HR on organizational activities that create those outcomes that lead to business impacts um, rather than, yeah, just doing the same as everybody else or the same that we've always done, you know, because increasingly that doesn't work. Um, so it's, 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 being, uh, it's being focused on the opportunities in our own particular organization. Uh, it's keeping close to the business, keeping close to the people in order to be able to do that um, and being ambitious and brave about what we're providing um, it's always easier to follow best practice because you know, that's what everyone else does um, but HR practitioners should be looking to drive competitive advantage in their own organization and competitive advantage only ever comes from doing things differently not doing things the same um, so we you know we need to take a good new look at what we're doing there's so much opportunity to do HR differently and better and yeah, that, that's sort of basically the way to do it, I think. From a culture and people process perspective, I, I think a lot of us have heard this famous saying before called, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. In other words, like culture matters more than strategy. So for a high performing company to answer your question, like what is that culture? Like what 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 does a good culture mean? Um, I think it boils down to inclusion, kindness. And a phrase we have at AppCast that is a part of our values called speaking truth to power. So to start with inclusion, uh, I think a workplace culture that welcomes everyone uh, and sees people as people with families and obligations and, and treats them as adults, but gives them flexibility to get their job done and, and welcomes them from whatever their background. That's, that's inclusion to me. Um, and in terms of how we build on inclusion and have kindness, uh, work hard, you know, be, be, be a, a high performer, but be kind. I mean, that, that's really what AppCast culture is about. And I think a, a strong culture has to be about kindness. And it starts with executive leadership. If you're not kind, that can create a toxic work culture and um, 
again, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So kindness is, is key. And third and finally, th- this, this value we have at AppCast of speaking truth to power. Um, you know, sycophants are not high performers. And I think sometimes company cultures can, even if they're kind and inclusive, they can uh, inculcate a culture where people are just kind of yes men and yes women. They just, they don't challenge their their bosses, their supervisors. So at AppCast, when we say speaking truth to power, it means just that. It means yes, being kind, but if you if you believe that a strategy or a project is not going well, or if you disagree, to kindly speak truth to power and and and, and managers to not just expect that speaking to come from their uh, direct reports, but to encourage it. And, and when you encourage your employees to speak truth to power and you're kind and you're inclusive, I think you have the foundation for a great company culture. So high-performing companies are made up of employees who are aligned to the mission and values of the organization. Because the values of the company are a reflection of their own personal values. Employees have choices. They can work anywhere. When they work where they believe in the mission and the purpose of the organization, and they believe that their behaviors are highly valued, and they enjoy the way that you work, they will perform their best work every day. High-performing companies have dedicated and engaged employees, people who are there not only because they get paid to be there. They have employees who believe in the vision and the purpose and want to be part of the journey and the solution. I think a high-performing company is a company that is always reinventing itself, to be honest. It's always trying to get closer to its customers. It's always trying to get closer to the market and what the market needs. It's constantly looking at its products and services and figuring out ways to make them better. And it's encouraging and training and developing and rewarding people to work this way and to not feel entitled to their jobs and entitled to their roles and entitled to their job titles so that the people inside the company have this constant quest to do better for their customers, for themselves, for their teams. And, you know, I usually spot these companies in a few minutes when I talk to new companies that I don't know. I can tell, I'm pretty sensitive to this, you know, how people are reacting to change, how they're getting along with each other, how they treat each other. Um, and those companies are, are companies to emulate. And, and they're the ones that people want to buy their stock. They're the ones that people want to work for. They're the ones that survive multiple business cycles, multiple technology cycles. And, and, um, and that's, to me, the secret here. Thank you for listening to the People and Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe.